Welcome to the Alberta Wedding Podcast, a platform for Alberta wedding professionals and couples to connect, learn, and share ideas. I'm your host, wedding videographer Kevin Marr. With over 100 weddings behind me, I'm your guide to all things weddings in this great province of ours. Well, this is a very special episode on the Alberta Wedding Podcast. I am live on location at Hillside Acres, just outside of Camrose. And my special guest this week is getting married tomorrow. Christine, how are you doing? I am doing really well. I'm buzzing with excitement. I mean, we're live on location, so we're fully immersed in the experience. So I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, there's. Uh, it's a little windy today, and we're right off the pond here. I'm right? just breathing really heavily. <laughs> yeah. We're literally like at the point where you're going to be saying your I do's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Has that sunk in yet? Oh my goodness. I feel like <laughs> I have a million and one tabs open and I'm ready to close the tabs because it's it's not without excitement for tomorrow to come. But at the same time, you're, you have a mental checklist of, oh, okay, let's make sure I do that. Oh, I should probably make sure I print out my vows and things like that. So, And your husband-to-be is about uh, 25 feet away from us. Yeah. Uh, they're doing some uh, last minute uh, preparation for tomorrow. But let's go back a few years and talk to me about how the proposal happened. And then, like, I guess from there, when did you start planning your wedding? Because I know it's been a journey. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, Morgan and I have been together for seven, almost eight years. He had plans to propose at our five year anniversary. And usually he's a man with a plan. So he'll always stick to that plan. That didn't necessarily happen. So what had happened was we uh, went to visit a friend of ours who was teaching in Sweden. And we thought, hey, you know what? Let's go to Santorini. We're already in Europe. And then so what happened was we... We ended up getting engaged in Greece. How it happened was I... (laughs) I was with him. He wanted to do add-on to our Airbnb experience. Me, completely clueless, goes, yeah, let's do it. What kind of experience? He's like, oh, there's a photo package. And I was like, oh, you hate photos. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> if I can get you on board with that, let's do it. So we had planned these photos because he wanted to make sure I, I looked my best and I felt my best, right? And I felt the most confident. So we were in the middle of the photo shoot and then suddenly he goes, hey, do you want your anniversary gift? And I said, honey, our anniversary is in April. It's February. And then instantly he he's like, oh no, I'll just grab it right now. And he's walking um, to go grab something from the backpack. And then I'm mentally preparing myself and I'm like, okay, if I run across the street right now, I can get a souvenir that says, I love Greece or have a Greece in my heart or something like that. And just bring it. it back and just be like, hey, I had this all alone. What are you talking about? And then next thing you know it, he, long story short, he pulled a list of pros and cons. And the only con on that list was that we're not together yet. So he got down on one knee, proposed, and here we are. So... In terms of engagement, um, we always wanted a long engagement because to us, it was very much, uh, hey, let's take our time. What's the rush? We're practically together already. Let's, let's take it a day at a time. 
I'll tell you what, three years goes by really quickly. Not quick enough for family members, but really quickly in the grand scheme of things. Because you get in a, a mindset of, oh, I'll just do that you know, two years out or one year out. And next thing you know, you're like, I'm getting married in a month. What happened? And of course, so we got engaged in February 2020. So as soon as we got back from our trip in Greece, it was not even two weeks later that it was declared a worldwide pandemic from COVID. So imagine planning a wedding during COVID. And then from there, Long story short, we went through the waves of, oh, yeah, we got a lot of time. But our the hardest thing to choose was honestly the venue. Because we wanted it, A, to mean something to us. And B, we knew that we had a, very, a, a huge range of guests coming from everywhere, whether it's across provinces, across the country. My grandma flew in from Vietnam to be here with us. So we wanted it to be a special experience, but also a convenient experience for our guests. So we chose Camrose in a sense where it was close to a more, one of the major airports, Edmonton. So then there would be less of a layover. We're originally from like our houses in Beaver Lodge, Grand Prairie area. So there's no direct flights. So we knew that they would have to do two flights to get to us. So we said, okay, let's, let's cut a flight down. And then the reason why we picked Hillside and Camrose is because that's where we ended up meeting. So we went to Augustana together. We saw the venue. We instantly fell in love with it. And we said, hey, this is the place that means so much to us. And Camrose will always have a special place for us. So that's why we're here. <laughs> did you check out any other venues or did you know like this was the place? I made an Excel spreadsheet. I'll tell you what. <laughs> So we we like to be very organized. So we had a sp- spreadsheets for Edmonton area, Calgary area. Uh, I have family in Toronto. We looked there. I have friends in BC. So we're like, oh, we'll look there. We had spent months and months and months looking for a venue. And then we came across this one that actually just opened in 2019. So very, not too long before we uh, had gotten engaged. And then the reason why too, not only that, it's, has some sentimental value, but the venue itself is stunning. And it's a it's very much like a one-stop shop. So because we are off-site and six hours away, this venue took all the stress out of weddings for us. So they had set up in terms of tables, chairs. They had a whole inventory of a something borrowed inventory, which I thought was really charming from, you know, decorations from previous um, brides. And yeah, and it was just, it just made sense. Like it, both the reception and the ceremony was in the same space. It was close to amenities. It had coverage. So if it did rain, it was an easy plan B. It had barware in terms of, you know, like a bar setup and like a fridge. And it seems like they keep improving every year, which is really cool. So when the first time I checked out the venue was back in 2020. And since then, they've, you know, laid out concrete around the venue. They've added more lights and, you know, coverage and they add more bench. So it's just, it feels like they're growing each time. And the owners of the venue are so wonderful to work with. They're so easy to communicate with and helpful. So I think that made it a huge, it made a huge difference on what we wanted. Because yeah, it, it was, it felt us. And <laughs> it felt like it was a less stressful experience than it needed to be, you know, in a venue. So yeah, because wedding planning can be very stressful, as we all know. And then obviously planning one during 
global pandemic. Yeah. Uh, just adds a whole nother level of complexity and stress. And yeah, right. Yeah. So you've got the one the venue uh, book now. You're feeling good. You know the date. What was next for you? Did you guys just like so? Yeah, the biggest thing when planning the wedding, the first thing that we wanted to know was, okay, where do we want the venue? And everything kind of falls into place there. A lot of things to consider when choosing a venue is, okay, some venues have different rates on a weekday. Some venues have different rates on the weekend. Um, Looking when the end time is, looking at vendors around the area. Do they have a preferred vendor list? So lots of those... That's why we have a Friday wedding, right? Because we were able to save some costs that way, as well as uh, make it convenient and we justified it by saying we had three years to plan this. So that's enough notice to to make arrangements because Friday's like a second Saturday. And actually, I've noticed that weekday venues, bookings are a lot more common now. The other piece too was looking at things in terms of, you know, like your vendor and what means what to you and what you're looking for, right? Like there's the vendors that are maybe preferred or recommended and do your research and actually ask to see their work because ultimately this is these are memories that you're going to cherish forever. So you want to make sure that this is your style, not what other people want, right? So the next step for us was definitely one perk to having a three-year engagement is that you have first dibs on all the dates. Yeah, so, for, for sure. So like when you're trying to say, I want to get married on June 9th, 2023, chances are three years ago, it was available. And what was also nice is if you lock in early, the rate is honored earlier on. So we, when we went through inflation, it, uh, it helped a little bit that we got engaged and booked closer to COVID or before COVID. But of course, the next step right after the venue was securing photographer and videographer because to us, that was the the biggest thing that we wanted to prioritize. Those are the memories that we want to cherish. And those are the memories that we want to see every day in our anniversary. So we're like, okay, we have to find what we want, who we want, and who's available in that area. And walk me through how you were able to go through all that and because there's there's a lot of photographers and videographers out there and you end up going with Nicole Ashley who is internationally known and she does such amazing work and then obviously you selected myself which I'm, I'm just so honored and grateful to be part of this with you guys and so walk me through how you you found us and like what were you looking for in particular yes. with us so we did what we do best which is a list of pros and cons <laughs> and i'm not to say that the the list of pros and cons is applicable to everybody but we had very specific things we were looking for so in terms of the photography side we liked the style that Nicole had in terms of how she framed her work and how deep her colors were in terms of her editing style, in terms of the quality of... It's it's not just taking a photo, it's framing it, it's how you edit later on. But how you edit it also matters because you want it to still look like you <laughs> and you want it to still feel like you, Right. So in terms of her style, it's very deep and romantic and the colors are are intense and very rich, but very soft. So it's it's an interesting balance to have soft and rich and glam, but also not too high contrast where you're washed. So those are the things that I that really attracted me to Nicole. You in particular, Kevin, with wagging tails. Obviously, the name really drew us in because we're dog people. But beyond that, 
all the videos, I swear we watched, I want to say like 30 to 50 wedding video clips before we, we landed on you. And it was because that's candid piece of your work. It's candid, it's very authentic, and it's very sentimental. So what I, what drew me to it is you can go for video footage that is very, you know, edited and gets, you know, like a music video and it's for artistic, like, for artistic value. But what I wanted was something that you really focused on the voices, the vows, the small pieces about the couple that you don't see on the wedding day, right. like the behind the scenes and the, the reactions. And those are, I was like, okay, yeah, like that's what I want. I want to hear the speeches. You start I envisioning hear... yourself, right? Yeah, exactly. And I loved that with your package in particular, like you came with, hey, if you want a whole video on just speeches, I can do that. If you want the first dance as your own thing, I can do that. And you really were flexible and worked with what I needed. Yeah. So like I, when I told you, hey, look, the getting ready part, eh, I don't really want to focus like 10 minutes on that. I could do like three minutes. <laughs> what I really want to focus on is X, Y, Z. And because this uh, doesn't go live until <laughs> a little later on, I can tell you... <laughs> That the surprises, you are a good secret keeper. So being you have able to be to, in this industry. I know. So to be able to incorporate the the pieces that feel us. Right. And I think that's the important part of how you feel in the video, right? Like I watching the video, I want to feel like I'm immersed in that moment again. I want to feel like I'm there on that day. And sometimes you don't accomplish that in everything. That's oh, got goosebumps. Oh my god. <laughs> well, it's true. It, it Every true. video I watched of yours was like you felt the couple there and you didn't even know that. Yeah, so, you really get to know the couple. Yeah, and honestly, you're pacing. <laughs> so like from a like more technical side of it, the way that you put the videos together, the pacing pieces, being able to put the, the, the candid video footage that wasn't on the wedding day and just to make it as us as possible. And I think that's what I appreciate. And I was like, I need to have him and nobody else. And honestly, you've been so consistent to work with. <laughs> and I know how hard it can be to get a hold of between work and school and everything. But things that I... That's what's what's nice is leaning lean on your vendors. They are the pros in the industry. They know what will look good, what won't, and they have your best interests. They wouldn't be telling you that they don't, you know, win anything from you know, <laughs> from telling you to do things otherwise. Ultimately, it's your choice. Don't take it as micromanagement. Lean on them. Talk to them. Heck, I'll tell you right now where Morgan's staring at us. He's like, he's got a garbage bag. He's like. I'm working my butt off over here and you're sitting here and you're chatting and laughing. Something about this isn't right. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> for better or for worse. <laughs> the joys of doing a live I podcast know, right? on location, on right? On location. I love it. <laughs> Sending some folks home that have been working really hard all day today. Oh my goodness. And that's just it. It's many hands make light work, right? So lean on your, lean on your family, your friends, uh, but stay organized enough to support them and... They're here for you and they're excited to be there for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, thank you very much for all those kind words. Obviously, that's not why we were doing this podcast <laughs> episode. It was to, to feed my ego, but I certainly appreciate that. And and obviously, the trust that you've put in myself, Nicole, Hillside, and everyone part of your vendor team, I think it's really important to have that trust. So thank you. Sure. Yeah, no. my heart. Uh, so once you got us locked down uh, a couple of years ago, what was next? Like, did you just keep on going through? Like, did you oh just want to get yes. everyone... Uh, 
The most difficult part was definitely um, catering. (laughs) You just want to eat everything. So I think the last thing we picked was the menu. But I think ultimately, you have to remember, they're here for you, right? Like you have to think, okay, what do you want? And one thing that I have to tell all future brides out there is do the things you want and get really comfortable with saying no or get a maid of honor that's really comfortable in saying no for you. Because ultimately, again, it's your day. You're going to run into a lot of um, social politics of what should be done and what shouldn't be done. And ultimately take a step back and say, okay, well, what do you want to be done? Right? What, what, how do you envision the day? Because that's, that's the only thing that matters. And yes, it's the day for the bride and groom, but it's really for the bride. It's the, it's the Pinterest boards coming to life and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you what, there are things that you can say, okay, well, you know, that costs a lot. But if you put in the effort, if you put in time, you can make a lot of your things and you just need to plan ahead and think of what that looks like. But in terms of the social politics, I feel like I geared away from a lot of the norms. I have bridesmen because these guys have been through and with me for how long? Um, Yes, they're not bridesmaids. Yes, they're not women. But hey, they're who are by my side. And that's all that matters. Yeah. And that's really, who do you want up there? And when I was asked, Okay, well, how are you choosing? And someone actually really special to me, James Pope, he told me that how he decided was, if you were to leave this earth, who would you trust with your children? Who are the people in your life that you would trust in a heartbeat and that you can depend on? And then the answer was easy. It wasn't a friends through the season thing. It's like who has been there most consistently and that it just, it was, it made sense. And yeah, if you want a DQ wedding cake, if you want a <laughs> if you want a gong at your wedding, you get it. Do what you want. There's no rules. There's no rules. And same with the dress thing. I remember feeling so dre- stressed. I think the dress thing was the next part that I started looking for. And it was funny because I ended up uh, going with consignments. So I went with the bridal collection in Grand Prairie where they have a lot of, I guess it's something old, <laughs> I love but, it. but it was great. But I was like, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll try on a few dresses because you have something in mind that you want. Was that on your Pinterest board too? Like, Oh, no, not at all. I went with a completely different dress, which I hear it's pretty common. But how I actually knew, so I did go with the closest people in my life for the first few dress fittings. But how I knew that this was the one was when I tried it on with nobody else there. So I actually, the first time I tried it on, it was just a sales associate there. And it was just quiet. And then I started envisioning myself wearing and walking down the aisle. And that's how I knew. So if you're having trouble and hearing what everybody else wants, just remember, it's just noise. It's honestly just noise. I love that advice. Try it on by yourself. Yeah. Because that feeling you'll get, there's nobody saying, oh, this is how it looks or "Mm, it's not really you. You only know what's really you, right? And then, yeah, just have fun with it. That's the, the biggest thing that I keep telling myself is this wedding, you... Ideally, <laughs> I've never planned a wedding before. So like, <laughs> it's, it's my first wedding. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not going to get it all right. And you don't have to, but just have fun with it. So the, th- the pieces that made it fun for me was doing things like the graphics or putting together like a wedding newspaper or like coming, like putting together the favors or coming up with something that felt us. Those are the really fun things. So 
hang on to that. Picking your vendors, do your research, talk, and don't always listen to the internet of, hey, I read on Google reviews, this person had this experience because you don't know the whole story either. Absolutely. Take everything with a grain of salt, talk to the vendors themselves. You're within your right to ask for reference checks or completed portfolios if you wanted. And if that was the case, like be careful what you read on the internet because not all vendors are fairly represented uh, just just because of one bad egg, right? So with that, and yeah, we have... I, I found the venue was probably the most stressful part. So fair warning, picking the venue. Following up, I would go from photography and videography because those get booked up the quickest and you don't want to... And that's all you have to remember after it's all said and done. Yep. Exactly. So like the ones that you absolutely can't... Also, makeup, I really recommend going with... If you are wearing makeup for your wedding, don't cut corners with makeup because how you're... I think that could be said for like any vendor. Yeah. Right? You know, that you can go the less expensive road, but with that, you know, there comes the risk, right? Exactly. And like just how it relates to each other. So how your makeup is done will be how it appears on camera, whether it's through video or whether it's through like still images. Mm -hmm. So everything goes hand in hand in some way. So just see how it works. See if these vendors have worked together before. That's a bonus. And just try to be as organized as possible and start writing things down because the vendors can only help you as much as you help them, right? So whatever you can do to make their lives easier, because I'm telling you right now, you will not be as available as you think the day of or the week of. So be willing to have somebody to take care of some of those questions and calls the the day of or the before, but also have things written down. The things that you, chances are, you won't be able to control. So... <laughs> you mean you can't control everything on the wedding day? Is it, this is news to you. That sounds I, I like... I don't get this. Nat- natural events freaking planning, right? So it's just the thing with... Okay, so the funny thing is, in my line of work, um, I can plan events for 600 high school students, no problem, all with competing workshops that are happening at the same time, room caps, all that stuff, determining schedules, working with food, working with security, parking, all that stuff, no problem. Wedding for yourself, turns out you are decisively indecisive about everything. (laughs) (laughs) People give you two options and you say, sure. (laughs) Would you like this or this? Yes. <laughs> so, Is that an answer? Yes. Because you will get overwhelmed, right? And you're going to go through motions of wanting to elope every single month before your wedding. <laughs> of saying, hey, you know what? I don't want to plan this anymore. But honestly, sit down with your partner-to-be and say, what, what is us? Is it all obey? What's important to you? Exactly. What's important to you? Don't do what's important to anyone. What's important to you? If you want to go on a cruise ship for your wedding, do it. If you want to go on a side of a mountain and have a small intimate party afterwards, do it. If it's not COVID and you still want to have a small wedding, do it. Yeah. Again, no rules, right? There's no rules. And I think people get so caught up in what. Oh, yeah. I have to, to do happen. this. I have to do this. This is tradition. What's well, been going on for 30 years. Yes, exactly. They, you you put yourselves in a box. But at the end of the day, really though, who's who's going to remember that? 
oh, so-and-so said that they ended up picking mason jars over vases or use plastic cups at their wedding. Like, nobody's going to remember that. So just do what's fun for you and pick pick the route of your wedding that you want to go to. But yeah, no, I feel like when you're you're planning a wedding, look at the pros and cons, go through what feels right, have those consults, set time aside, write things down. When you're done a meeting with a vendor, just remember how you feel about it, right? If you're feeling, oh, like, I don't know, that's your chance to tell them. <laughs> if you're doing a trial and you're like, oh, I'm not happy with this, tell them they're here to work yeah, with if you. you. Any second guesses with it? Like, there's a reason why you're having those second guesses. Exactly. And with mine too, um, I wanted to bring a part of my culture into the wedding in itself. We had, um, so my fiance and I, yeah. So my background myself is I um, am part Chinese and Vietnamese. So we wanted to bring part of that culture with the traditional tea ceremony. So those are the pieces with the red envelopes Mm -hmm. that we wanted to preserve. And we'll be having lion dancers. So that's like a really... I love that. I can't wait. Exactly. It's just fun. It's very us. And then on top of that, one thing that was really important to my family was picking the date. So just making sure that it's a lucky day, that it's going to bring prosperity. And it's Half of it can be superstition, but the other half of it, it allows your family to be a part of it somehow in a very small way, but still a part of it. And so is June 9th an actual lucky day? Yeah. So it's I had no idea. weeks and weeks of them picking June 9th to say like, you know what, this based on the how the stars align and the your birth dates and everything, like this is a very lucky day. And yeah, so I was like, hey, if it um, reduces the chance of rain, Sounds good, which is also funny because my fiance works in the airport industry and we actually pulled out the weather summary for the last five years in Camrose, Alberta. (laughs) And we're like, hey, June 9th is pretty good too. (laughs) So let's talk about just this last month. Obviously, uh, you guys live up north. You know, the forest fires have just wreaking havoc all across, but especially in your guys' area. Talk to me a little bit about how it impacted you guys personally, and then maybe leading into your, your wedding, like, did it change anything about like how you guys were going to have the state? Yes. Um, our biggest thing was, what's our plan B? First off, I think the biggest of utmost importance was the level of mutual risk for both our guests and ourselves. So in our minds, we thought, okay, what does that look like? What? How do we make sure that our guests feel safe and are good and are, are traveling and aren't traveling through fires to be here? Mm-hmm. And I think that was the scary thought because, you know, you think three years is enough time, but three years, a lot can happen in three years. We've seen what happened. And I think just having, being able to take a step back and say, okay, at the end of the day, I just want to marry this person. Whether it's in uh, our living room and, you know, <laughs> walking into court right now to marry them, signing a paper. It's, that's what matters. If we can celebrate it in the way that we want to, like in terms of, you know, everything that we've planned with florals and stuff, amazing, bonus. However, you're not going to be able to do it if you're feeling icky about doing it, right? So I think ultimately taking a step back And with the fires, that was the big thing. We said we wanted to make sure that everybody was safe going to the events and going and us, right? Like we can go to rent ourselves. And at the end of the day, the guests who are going to be at the wedding, they'll understand. 
they're going to understand whatever you need to do to to change it. Uh, if we had to have it in our living room and have a select few people, sure. But I think the part that was the most stressful was <laughs> packing a go bag. Because in your mind, you're like, do I pack my wedding things? <laughs> you really start looking at what's important. It's like, is where are your essentials? Exactly. But ultimately, if you really, when it comes down to it, I can fit everything that's extremely important to me that I can't replace in a luggage. So, Wait, Morgan, he, he fits in a carry-on? Yeah. Isn't that incredible? It, well, not a carry-on, but a luggage. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those expandable ones. I, yes. <laughs> Actually, I'm just putting him on wheels and calling it a day. <laughs> That's how you roll. I love it. But no, I think that was stressful because you can't control those things. And I think... That's what you need to remember. You can't control it. You physically cannot control wildfires. You can't control COVID. So think about the things you can control and focus on that. Don't fight it. Yeah. Yeah. And chances are people are more understanding than you think. If there's something that needs to be changed, chances are your vendors will understand. If you're saying, hey, I don't want to do it anymore because it's too expensive, not reasonable. But if you're saying, hey, look, I just lost my house in a wildfire. This isn't great. Can I get a credit for this or change the date, that's that's doable. So just remembering those pieces and that people have your back, even when you don't know them. <laughs> Absolutely. So how are you feeling today? We had a rehearsal, it went really well, and your team has been just incredible, you know, setting the tent up. Yes. Talk to me about just how you're feeling today, leading into tomorrow. Buzzing. I'm just so excited. I'm excited for it to happen, but I also want to soak in every moment because every couple has told me it goes by so quickly. It goes by in a blink of an eye. You spend years or months planning and it goes by so quickly. So Morgan and I actually made a promise to each other to take a step back once every couple of hours just to soak it in, Mm -hmm. just to be quiet, have a moment to yourselves and just look around you and be like... This is our day. This is our day because, or else you're going to be like, oh, I wish I, you know. And people pleaser in me says, I want to talk to every single person that's at the wedding. But if you actually do the math, that's physically impossible unless you are there the whole time. So just don't stress so much about those pieces. People understand you're busy. Focus on you. Do what you want. Live in the moment. Live in the moment. I asked Morgan to buy me a whole bag of ramen cups to have for midnight lunch because that's what I'm going to want. I love it. I love it. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. And on like... Does it feel more real now? Yeah. It it kind of... It's the anticipation of it's tomorrow. (laughs) If I sleep tonight, I'll wake up as a bride. Like I'm... Things are happening. One night left. Just one one more sleep. Yeah. And it's just... Oh, man. I think... Everything about weddings should be fun and should be you. So I think if you get to sleep in, do it. (laughs) If you want to have 12 showers before your day, do it. (laughs) You do you. Yeah. So I think the night before is important to doing, not stressing so much about decorations, anything. Honestly, we have a space where we're covered. We have a sound system. We have a place to dance. That's all you need. Have a place to set, right? So to me, any other decoration is just icing. Mm -hmm. It's just the extra excitement that that we have. So for sure. Any final thoughts like how you're feeling? Any advice you want to give to the brides that are listening to this? Take it from me in terms of 
doing, again, what you want, learning how to say no when it doesn't feel right, but also <laughs> um, writing things down. I found that really helped me when I came up with the wedding details thing. I don't know if you thought... I have to write things down. <laughs> Otherwise, I will forget. Right? So just the things that you think aren't helpful because I remember initially I did a whole thing for wedding details and basically I broke down the timeline, what vendors might need to know, when we have the vendors for, so when the start time of arrival, when they're setting up, when they leave, things like that, just to have it in one place because you shouldn't be the holder of information. You should be sharing that information freely. And yes, brides, I know that's a control thing, (laughs) but I'm telling you right now, if you have it all on paper, someone else can answer those questions for you. So I think that was ultimately, I think I was fighting with the the internal struggle of, oh my goodness, I don't want to overstep. Like the photographers, the videographers, they're the pros. I shouldn't need to tell them this, but... You're not. It's your day. And they want to make sure it's special and captured. So if there are moments that you want to make sure captured, come up with a list. We don't know if you... We don't know, right? Yeah. you. They don't know. They're not mind readers. So take a step back and be like, okay, these are really important. If you get it, amazing. These are the maybes. And honestly, the creativity side isn't always intuitive to your other half. So be really ready and willing to delegate. To saying, hey, this is something that would take loads off my plate. Mm-hmm. Be willing to do that. It's, um, a, it's a partnership. Exactly. It's a partnership. Because I remember... There's two of you that are doing this, right? Exactly. Morgan and I actually spent like six hours <laughs> and my maid of honor all putting together honey jars, right? And of course... That's good husband material right there. I know. Like, and he he doesn't have to be the most creative person in the world, but he's willing. He's, it'll make you happy. So he's going he's gonna to help you. Your partner is going to help you. So just be willing to lean on them. Because sometimes during the planning process, especially if you have too much time to plan your wedding, you're thinking about it lots of like, oh, well, I want to do this and you're not helping me. But did you ask them? <laughs> Communication, right? Yes, communicate Don't that. just assume. Right. And honestly, and that's, that's done wonders of just saying like, hey, look, like, I don't want to deal with uh, picking the food. It actually stresses me out because I want everything. I need you to be that point person. I need you to figure this out. And they're happy to do what you just need to ask. So don't be afraid to ask. I love that. I think you, everyone who is listening to this podcast, the takeaway is do what you want. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Christine. I know I pulled you away from, you know, probably setting up some uh, lights uh, in the tent, but Thank you so much for uh, doing this with me. I can't wait till tomorrow. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. I know, and I'm just so happy for you. Thank you, and thank you, Morgan. Oh, I'm so grateful. I, I feel so grateful to have chosen right in my vendors, and I just feel so sure of myself in terms of picking the right team to to give me my my dream day. Right. So I just feel I'm really, really excited. And I'm happy. And I hope that some of my advice is helpful for future brides out there because obviously as many things that is you're Googling on Pinterest, there's no manual for it because there's no rules. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Alberta Wedding Podcast. Each week, I will pull back the veil and introduce you to the faces behind the brands that you love in Alberta. Your feedback matters. It would mean a lot to me if you could leave a review and let me know what you think of this episode. Until next week, stay well and be merry.